0: The Paul Leslie Hour Helping people tell their stories And now, your host, Paul Leslie Hey, it's me Hello and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour Thank you for tuning in Before we get into the interview I would be honored if you would consider going to ThePaulLeslie.com And clicking support the show There are quite a number of things I want to accomplish with the Paul Leslie Hour and you can help me get more of these interviews out there to the masses. It only takes a moment, and it makes a world of difference. Last but not least, tell someone about the Paul Leslie Hour. Let them know in whatever way you can. And now let's get into the interview. I'm pleased to welcome our special guest on this episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. He's a singer, songwriter, and recording artist. It's a pleasure to welcome Jonathan Edwards.
1: Well, thank you Mm -hmm. very much. Great pleasure to talk to you.
0: No doubt, some of our listeners are familiar with your music, but for those of them that are not, who is Jonathan Edwards?
1: I'm a guy who has found a, a pretty good balance between a career in the music business and, and, a, and an actual life outside the music business. I've never really embraced the business part of what I do, but I've always been involved in music since a very early age and always been involved in creatively having a voice in songwriting and record making and all the things that on the creative end of the deal.
0: I interviewed a songwriter not too long ago, and he said that a lot of songwriters... Forget to have a life outside of music. What do you think about that?
1: I think that it's really important to inform the creative process with with life's experiences. I mean it's, it sounds pretty obvious, but you, you've got to fill the bucket before you can before you can empty it and, and it, it's all very part very much a part of the process for me and and one that I really enjoy and and, and love to be involved with.
0: Tell us about the music you heard growing up.
1: Unfortunately, I was kind of only a, a product of popular music of the time because that's all that I could find on the radio, unless I really until later when I gained an appreciation of of the more esoteric types of music, all the you know, the bluegrass and the and the great roots country that was coming out of Nashville and and Louisville and all those places that I could get on my AM radio underneath my pillow late at night and listen to those stations always, every night, if there wasn't a baseball game on, especially related to the R&B that was popular in the in the 50s, Otis, Ray Charles, Aretha. I listened to that stuff very intently and with, with much love and admiration, and of course, Elvis came in and, and blew everybody away, including me, and all the, all the rock stuff at the beginning of Rock. My generation is so fortunate that we have been around for all of this. We have been around for the entire birth of, of rock and roll, out of blues, and it really feels like uh, I'm very grateful for for that opportunity to have been around for, since the 50s and gotten to not only listen to, but in some to some degree be a part of the conversation of rock and roll. We, the narrative. It's been a. It's been a pleasure.
0: How did you come to compose music yourself? Tell us about the first experiences with making your own music.
1: Well, at the first time I saw a guitar up close was in military school. I went to military school for high school in Virginia, and the kid next door, the kid in the room next door, had a had a guitar, and I sat down and picked it up, and and. I said, show me something, you know, show me something to play, and he he did, and I was gone. I was just gone. Up until that point, not much seemed to really make a lot of sense to me as a kid. That's why I ended up in military school. A lot of things didn't really add up to my youthful mind in my my early development until I found music and, and found that outlet of all this energy I had and all these things I had to say. And I started writing songs almost immediately upon learning how to play a couple things on the guitar.
0: I was hoping you could take us back to when you were opening for acts like the Allman Brothers and B.B. King. What were those experiences like?
1: It was magical. It was unbelievable. I mean, I I wish I had kind of appreciated it more at the time. I mean, at the time, I was just all involved with with doing a good show and and making the best impact I could and having a good time on stage and all all that stuff. But I really, if I had known, I guess kind of, True of all retrospective looks at history, whether it be personal or or larger than that. But I wish I'd appreciated the whole situation more that here I was opening for the Almond Brothers with my acoustic guitar, and sometimes a bass player. Just the two of us would be opening for people like that, and Poco, and Loggins and Messina, and and BB, and all kinds of great acts small faces. We live with a Stewart and a small faces. me and a guitar me and a bass player. And uh, no one was doing that at the time, really. I, I was one of the first guys that was actually out there with, with a guitar subjecting themselves to a crowd like that. <laughs> and they loved it, and I loved it. It was really a magical experience to be part of that, that incredible love and energy that was going on between audiences and, and acts at that time.
0: I want to kind of go back a little bit and talk about your debut album, the self-titled Jonathan Edwards. What year was that released?
1: It was 1970, I think, we recorded that. And, you know, it was recorded much like my new album. It was recorded on everyone's spare time and and when the studio was vacant. And we kind of took it as just something that we had to do and felt like doing. And, And I was working a lot somehow, even without a record. You know, working, opening shows and traveling around all the time. I was doing 250 shows a year for several years there in a row. And the studio was kind of just part of what you had to do. And we we did this album, and it was very haphazardly put together. And, and I just, you know, I looked around, and all I could see really was my friends. All the people I knew in the business were just my friends. And so we just started recording with the same band I was touring with, and there it went.
0: We're joined by singer, songwriter, and recording artist, Jonathan Edwards. I wanted you to tell us about this album of yours, My Love Will Keep.
1: Well, it's the first studio album I've done in 14 years, and I've done a lot of live albums because that's what I was doing. That's what I've always been involved with, is the engagement of a live audience. That's that's what I love to do the most. And it was just time. I, I found a studio here in Portland, Maine, that, that was really comfortable, and i Wonderful engineer who I got to be co-producer on the thing and it just seemed to all add up and make sense and I wanted to keep it all here in Portland, Maine because there's a lot of great art and music here in town. I wanted to kind of keep it localized and that's what we ended up doing for this project. And it's the first studio, it's the first, not only the first studio album in 14 years, but it's also the first album studio album that I've done in like 25 years that has been actually distributed and promoted so this is really I feel like I'm a little late to the party but I think I'm in good shape with it I think that this is a really friendly sounding sounding album my attempt was to make after being away from the studio experience for so long I just wanted to be make an album that sounded friendly and and welcoming and engaging to the listener and I think I did that
0: From the album, I wanted you to tell us about the song Surrounded.
1: Surrounded came to me. I was working in Nova Scotia in the woods with my chainsaw and a a horse that I had (laughs) trained to pull logs out of the woods. And we were doing some logging, she and I. And I had fallen asleep during my lunch break. And she woke me up and said, you know, this horse... She was a young, a young filly, and she she woke woke me up and said, "Come on, let's go." It was let's go. Was, we got work to do. Wake up. And when I woke up, this whole song had materialized itself in my head, in my in and in my imagination. And I couldn't wait to get back to the, the house and and write it. And sure enough, you know, it was written in 1975. I want to say, and uh it's taken me this long to find the right groove and the right. The right treatment for this song, and uh, again, I think that we were successful in, in finding that groove.
0: When you write songs, is there a certain ritual? Is there a certain place and so on that you d- that you commonly use?
1: I wish, I wish there was some kind of formula that I could fall back on, but it's I'm just subject to the ins- inspiration and subject to whenever the muse comes to call, I try to make her comfortable and. Hope that she'll stay around as long as possible and and allow me to be a conduit for the inspiration that comes from the cosmos through her to my guitar and my, you know, my pe- paper and pencil.
0: Tell us about the song Johnny Blue Horizon.
1: Well, I was talking to my friend Jimmy Ibbotson, who used to be in the nitty-gritty dirt band, an old friend, and we were talking about how cool it would be to do a... A tribute album to John Denver and do some of his songs because he was really instrumental in our in our development and he was a he was a friend and a road buddy and you know a compatriot of, of the highway out there and I really respected his artistry and the fact that he was able to take his acoustic guitar and stand in front of a crowd and and become a superstar I, I was really amazed at that whole process and he kind of blazed the trail for many of us. In that respect, and I wanted to show a little homage to him, and and maybe get involved in doing a, a tribute album. But I got so inspired by the idea that I went home and wrote this song about John, and and I, you know, I dedicated it to him every night that I do it in the show. And thanks for showing us the Ray John, and and here's one for you.
0: I think John Denver is someone who is sometimes overlooked. He was such a great songwriter, and just everything he did was great, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it was an amazing body of work that he put together, and I was grateful to have opportunities to play with him a couple times, several occasions. And and he dealt with songwriting from a really personal level, and I, I admired that and have tried to emulate that kind of feeling in my own songwriting.
0: Of today, what songwriters do you think are the best?
1: There's a young lady that I've been doing some shows with up here in New England named Larry McKenna, who I think is just writing some incredible stuff. And again, really personal stuff, but yet songs that have appealed to many people going through, going through life, you know, going through changes, both good and bad. She's really tapped a, a nerve and, and a, an avenue of approach. To her artistry, that I think is really unique and special. And I love all the songs that Allison Krauss and, and Union, Union Station. I love all the songs they do, and and some they write, some they find, and I just think they're great songs, really, really wonderful. The zenith of songwriting. I mean, there's always, there's always James Taylor, you know, who always continues to delight and amaze with his creativity and his incredible attention to, to the artistry of. Of songwriting
0: and singing. We're joined by singer songwriter Jonathan Edwards. I wanted to talk about this song of yours on the album My Love Will Keep, Crazy Texas Woman.
1: <laughs> uh, I moved out, I lived in the Caribbean for 10 years. I lived all over this hemisphere. And I, I lived in the Caribbean for 10 years, and I call it my lost decade. And I wasn't working all that much, but I was enjoying life. and kind of filling my creative bucket, and someone said I should move, and I was thinking of moving back to the States, I should move to Austin, because it's an amazingly vibrant, energetic music and art town, and I I thought that was a good idea, because I wasn't that crazy about going to Nashville, or New York, or LA, so I went to Austin, and I loved it. I really loved my experience, my time in Austin, and I as my friend Sean Corbin would say, I got a song out of it, and that's that's Crazy Texas Longman.
0: We're joined by Jonathan Edwards. There's another song that's kind of a bluegrass number. I wanted you to tell us about How Long.
1: Well, How Long is a tune that I recorded with Emmy Lou and her hot band back in the 70s, and the poor little song only had one verse, and so I sat down and, and applied... What I was going through in my life to writing a second verse after all these years, and thought it, it should have another uh, breath of of fame and and notoriety, and people would need to hear this this song with a new verse on it. So, and I got Claire Lynch to sing it with me, and I think it turned out really good.
0: What do you think is more important as an artist, being confident or being humble?
1: Well, I think it, it's a deadly combination of both. I mean, you have to have enough confidence to go out there and in front of a crowd and and entertain and and inspire and you know welcome people into your into your life and into your world and into your approach to creativity and you also of course have to be humble enough to be grateful and humble enough to, to be appreciative of of people coming out to see you and and spending their hard earned money and and having to worry about you know leaving home and driving and gas and all the stuff that it takes to, to go out and see somebody these days is, you know, it, it's difficult and I, I really appreciate that. And so I, I find that humility works really well for me and I am totally appreciative and grateful for all the fans I've managed to acquire and keep all these years.
0: When somebody listens to one of your records or when they see you in concert and they're listening to your songs, what do you want them to get from that experience?
1: Well, the shows have been going really well lately and I think it's because I really give them a, an experience that kind of, I, I really try to take them out of their own world and out of their own sense of reality and, and kind of welcome them, welcome them into my zany little world of traveling and songwriting and relationships and all the subject matter that that, that goes into making a, a J.E. show and do songs from... 15, 16 albums that I've got out, and, and songs mostly nowadays from the from the new album, and I also do a lot of songs from the first album because that was a really big album for me, and people love it still, and I sell a ton of them still. I just try to let people have a vacation from their day-to-day world and, and welcome them into mine for a couple hours.
0: What is the best thing about being Jonathan Edwards?
1: I have a really great life. I'm, you know, I'm living up here in in Maine, where where it gets cold in the winter, but the people are warm, and I'm loving life. I, I can't wait to get on the road. Every time I get a chance to play, which is pretty much every weekend in my life, and I am loving the audiences that that show up and my music. I've got some great people playing with me from time to time. I'm in love with with my life and life in general. You know, as, as much as we all complain about, you know, having to go on the road and, you know, the hotels and the food and blah, 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 being away from home, all those things, it's still a pretty good job. And if and, and all I have to worry about in life is, is singing songs to people, I think I'm in pretty good shape.
0: <laughs> well, we have listeners in a lot of different places. My last question, for anyone who's listening in, what would you like to say to them?
1: Thanks so much for listening to all my people, my, all my peoples. Thanks so much for being a part of my life and allowing me to be a part of yours. And I really look forward to seeing you at the next show. And, and I really look forward to the my imaginary process of you listening to my music and going, wow, he's, he's got it. The guy's got it. And, again, I'm I'm so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to, uh, to be out there playing acoustic music live in front of people. Thank you.
0: And, Mr. Edwards, thank you for doing this interview. It's been a pleasure to speak to you.
1: Thank you. For me, too. And I appreciate your help in supporting what we do. I really do.
0: It's a pleasure. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks very much. And yourself. ba 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 da beep ba boop dot boop da beep but i
1: leap I, knock at the I walk on a